the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. And it's Joseph. Really? Wow. Oh, excited. <laughs> Super excited. Uh, and, and I'll be George for this episode. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots 142. Episode 142. Man, hold on. It's oh, a lot man. of episodes. So this there. is the best. This is the best. I got to share this with you guys. So my wife and I are talking about the show. I'm trying to get some help on, on one of our topics here. She's, she literally said, I'm not kidding. She looked at me, she goes, you should do like one on movies. <laughs> so I'm like number one fan. No, obviously one she's fan. never listened to the show. <laughs> we, you know, guys, we, we should do one on movies. If, if the home <laughs> office would only send us a request to review uh, a topic about movies. That I would love be- the spousal support of this show. It's so strong. <laughs> it was so sincere that I just started laughing. I was like, that is perfect, honey. I get no, the, oh, you oh, you're doing you that? No, you're you doing that tonight? Do is that what you're up to? <laughs> well, it's because I'm always talking about the B topic. You know, oh, uh, and well, that's that why true. she's like, she's like, you never talk to me about, you know, like when you're doing movies, I'm like, yeah, because I don't need your opinion. I know movies. Oh, 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 other stuff. oh, oh. <laughs> See? and there the winner for the most show for this crispy to, robot is Joseph. Do you need a place to stay tonight? Uh, <laughs> no, you don't know how to do this, Joseph. You're like, oh, honey, that's a great idea. And then let her hear the show. And she, and then she thinks, wow, he, he finally listened to me. He after did all 65 shows on movies. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He listened to me. Well, <laughs> so let's get to work guys, because we are, as that announcer guy said, trying to save the future from the apocalypse to come the nuclear Holocaust to come by, uh, talking about, uh, culture stuff. Yeah. Top five uh, list to put them in time top, capsules that we bury in the ground. Yes. Somehow we shoot them up and then we bury them in the ground for no reason at all. Well, there is a reason. We just don't know what the reason is. So there you go. <laughs> That's a part of the intrigue, you know, <laughs> the future, uh, but the future, uh, <laughs> but the topic tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, right before dusk, whenever you're listening to us <laughs> is series interrupt us mm. caitlin right. can you play uh can you and tom play 
like something dramatic. No. <laughs> All right. Well, George interrupt wow. us. <laughs> uh, series interrupt us. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Joseph, explain what, what's going on there with that. Sure. So series interrupt way, us. You won't, you won't have any dramatic music. They're they're just over there. They're just over there talking. Well, that that that's fine by me because this topic can stand on its own without any type of musical. Wow. Introduction to it. Uh, Serious Interruptus is whenever you have a beloved television show that is ended without really planning to be ended. In other words, there's no conclusion, there's a cliffhanger, or it's just canceled without the writers actually knowing it so they don't get a chance to wrap things up. Unceremoniously canceled. You've been canceled (laughs) here. I, I no more show for you because there I, as as i was preparing my list thank you for that joseph as i was preparing my list this week there were uh, there are some shows that were canceled and then outcry from the viewer the viewership they brought the show back and and finished it oh does that uh, count now though does that well count? that's what i'm asking you guys uh, i i left them off my list but so I'm yeah, going to use, my list too. I'm going to use one example here. And I think this is like the biggest thing is arrested development. Our beloved arrested development is a prime example of how, you know, they cancel the show really giving it two and a half seasons. Uh, you know, for someone that was following the original stuff, uh, whenever it was on Fox, you know, they literally burnt off the last six episodes against the the opening ceremony of the Summer Olympics uh, just to get rid of it. And then they brought it back on Netflix. It was the uh, first original uh, series on Netflix, but uh, it wasn't the same show. It wasn't the yeah, same show. I agree. So, I agree. you know, uh, it, it, so it sort of lost its luster and all that. And you can really, so although it's the same name and all that, I think that, uh, you can really sort of view those two things as two separate, two separate series. Cause I, I had uh, Jericho, uh, which was a actually kind of a post-apocalyptic, uh, story that CBS ran and, literally the the people wrote the show and whenever it ca- it got canceled okay and it and it had not been resolved the the storylines had not been resolved and as a result of that because of the outcry from the public they actually brought it back and finished the series uh so to me they while it was no, we're not canceled. talking about those shows. We're talking about the shows they didn't finish the series. Okay, so that series right. interrupt us. And the right. uh, second topic is pretty exciting too, which is uh, toppings on a cracker, Woo! which is Woo! a hot boiled topic right there. Toppings on a cracker. That's why I got excited, guys. <laughs> I'm always excited about that. Yummy. Maybe that's why my <laughs> wife doesn't realize that we talk about movies on the show. <laughs> So I this could be anything. So, so, do you consult her about the second topic? Like, did always, you go to her always. Crackers? Okay. What should I put on my cracker, honey? <laughs> always. Like, honey, just just tell me what to put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh. let's get started. Then let's uh, let's actually start there. Things you put on a put cracker. In his mouth. Oh, sorry. Uh, number five, Joseph, for you. Things you put on a cracker. Brie cheese. 
which is basically soft, creamy cheese. Okay. So, all right. That's going to be interesting because <laughs> cheeses are going to be flying around here. So we'd make, all right. So George, what is your number five? Uh, this is for my wife. Speaking of wives, my wife, Sabrina hummus. Hummus. <gasps> number four for me. Oh, hummus. it makes it in just because I like to say hummus. Hummus. <laughs> hummus. So what do you got, Jim? Number five. Uh, my number five, very simple. It's when you have, uh, this, this is definitely from the poor college days, peanut butter. You get a whole pack of saltines with peanut butter. If you have no better snack, just rub some peanut butter on the cracker and you are good to go. That's my, my number, number three. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> cracker toppings are just flying everywhere. So <laughs> all now, right. now, now I added a little bit of jam and jelly on it, but you don't have to because sometimes you put a dot okay. on there. It's just too much yeah. work. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it I tastes agree. good, though. It's just a lot of work to, to, to get Ooh. the right. To write, Gotta scoop that jelly. I'm too get tired. the right dot of jelly on there without making a mess. <laughs> that has to go right in the middle of peanut butter. It just it just doesn't happen sometimes. So, uh, all right. So let's move on now to series interrupt us. Number five, Joseph. <laughs> I just want you to know that I'm already done with three of my choices. <laughs> <laughs> it's already done. It's already done. Boy, this is gonna be a a quick episode. Okay, number so five. number five for me uh, on series interrupt us. Uh, and this is the, you know, to George's, you know, point about, you know, fandom and all that. Uh, this was the original fandom outcry. It is uh, Firefly, uh, the Josh Wheaton, uh, uh, sci-fi cowboy Western uh, on it. It, you know, was great, but it just lasted 14 episodes and they took it off. And the outcry did end up turning into a movie. Yeah. of sorts but again you know sort no, of like what a, we were talking about before it's a like, genuine movie it wasn't yeah. of sorts i don't you <laughs> know it's Serenity. a movie of sorts it's a movie yeah, well, of well, sorts it's one of those things that was made and and if you didn't watch the series the movie really well, makes wasn't no good yeah it makes yeah. no sense so it was part <laughs> of it but i don't know if it really wrapped things up i just think it sort of abated the outcry of you know so there's your people. there's your definition of a movie of sorts it there doesn't go. really make any sense it, to it, people who haven't seen the series yeah. and it doesn't wrap anything up so that's a movie I, I think the key is thank you it jim abates. thank you <laughs> it, it abates people uh this is my my number one uh so what uh, Ooh. This is this is my number one yeah uh i'm a brown coat i love firefly i own the 14 episodes that you talked about and and the movie, which, uh, yeah, kind of abated me. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this, they're space travelers, uh, kind of, you have captain Malcolm Mal, uh, Reynolds, and, uh, there's been a galactic war. He's a veteran of, uh, and they have this transport ship, but, uh, the writing is, is really well done. And for years, uh, Whedon is kind of hinted at, at doing something and, and it's almost to the point, I, I don't want them to do something now because, uh, I don't yeah. think it would be as good. It's kind of like John Lennon said about the Beatles. If they ever did get back together post, you, you know, the breakup, uh, if people wouldn't like it as much, cause they're, they're in their own minds, what that event would be like would be so much bigger and better than what they would actually do. They couldn't live up to the, the hype, but, um, 
it's uh this little renegade crew in a small spaceship just trying to survive uh but it it really it it feels like a space western uh and they even you know the first episode that aired it it had a train robbery on it so you know but that is that is my number one firefly wow Mix it is, in what is your number five george well the, this one uh so jim your favorite magazine tv guide yes rank this number 15 in the 25 top cult shows ever and it is quantum leap and now i know it seems a bit strange to mention a series that had 97 episodes um and has a remake too but the but the conclusion didn't achieve what viewers wanted it what we were led to believe it was about the premise is that uh during a governmental experiment into time travel the scientist played by scott bakula he finds himself uh kind of they call it leaping into the past into different bodies of, of just regular people and kind of sorting out uh, their problems and but the whole time he's trying to get back to his own time and reunite with his wife and that that's the literally the narration of each show starts on on that and then in 1993 the final show they just have this now infamous title card that just says it, it informs viewers sam beckett never made it back home to his wife what yeah you know, uh, we don't we don't get to see an episode of that or anything it's just that's that that's the end of it uh so i felt that we were a little cheated as, as the viewership on that. But, uh, that is my number five quantum leap. Okay. Very good. My number five is the comedy from NBC news radio. It ran, uh, five seasons and it ended with a kind of a cliffhanger in season, uh, five with the whole staff moving to New Hampshire for a smaller radio station, except for Dave Nelson, uh, character who's played by Dave Foley was left behind. <laughs> um, the series did go down in ratings, uh, due to the death of, uh, Phil Hartman, who was just, uh, amazing on the series. And that's part of its cancellation, but I was interested to see what would have happened if they would have went to New Hampshire with the new setting, kind of like. Uh, you know, I guess it could be, it could have been good, could have been bad, like Laverne and Shirley when they went to Los Angeles, but uh, they had John Lovitz aboard, uh, kind of taking Phil Hartman's part. So I was kind of hoping to see that sixth season that never happened, but it was canceled due to low ratings. And I think that's because of Phil Hartman was the heart of the show, too. So, and, but and this was uh, one of your reasons for getting into radio this and wkrp from <laughs> well Cincinnati. i was actually in that's what wkrp i give that that credit but this i was actually in radio when news radio i believe radio. uh you're thinking of hello larry um hello, larry. <laughs> portland is a long way from la a long way <laughs> actually what was that what was that guy that would do the news on hee haw you know Oh, the, yeah, I know exactly. Grandpa Jones or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hello, no, Larry no. lasted, uh, didn't last very long, but it had the great, one of the greatest theme songs of all time. You know, that Portland is a long way from LA. He's moving from LA to Portland to be a jock there, which is still a pretty big market. They're acting like he's like going in the middle of nowhere. You yeah, know, but, so, so, nobody, so we've talked about this show that. before. And we're still giving it way more attention <laughs> than it deserves. Hey, <laughs> when you have a, when you have metal arc lemon as a regular, you deserve to get some more uh, hype and put it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's move on back to cracker toppings. Number Ooh. four, Joseph. Hummus. Hummus. All right. Number four, George. Cream cheese. 
Wow. Which is probably, is that going to be like your brie cheese? <laughs> okay. No, so different. This, is, different. this is uh, my number two. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but I actually put, I actually made a little bit special. I was going to accept cream cheese, but uh, my favorite steak restaurant is Bohannon's in San Antonio, Texas. If you're ever here, go to it. It's great stuff, but they serve a candied jalapeno cream cheese. Oh, and it is heaven. It is basically an assault on all your taste buds because you have sweet, hot, creamy, and crunchy with the cracker. It is great. So Really recommend nice. Guys, next time you guys come to San Antonio, we'll have to go to Bohannon's. Joseph does not endorse Bohannon's or is paid by Bohannon's. <laughs> he just likes Bohannon's. They give Bohannon, me a Bohannon, Bohannon, candied, candied uh, cream cheese. That's what they give me for that, <laughs> that plug. <laughs> All right. My number four was a big favorite at the. Wait, mo- uh, oh, did, never mind. I, I lost cream crack. cheese. No, okay. I, I was. I forgot. He his was uh, hummus. So, okay. Sorry. My number four was a, a big favorite at the mall staple in the 80s, which was called Hickory Farms. I'm talking about summer sausage. Yes, it would come and you'd slice it up in little small little pieces and you put it on the cracker and eat it. And they sold the crackers also at uh, Hickory Farms. And you'd also get a, what a coincidence. Yes. So <laughs> you got the crackers and the summer sausage. Always good around the holiday season. So summer sausage or sausage, as it's spelled here on the Crispy Code Robot Show. <laughs> All right, hang on. <laughs> so All let's right. move on now to series interrupt us. Uh, Don't make fun of my spelling. I won't. I won't vote for your thing. Number four, uh, Joseph. Uh, so probably the most Lynchian hype series out there that wasn't done by David Lynch is uh, HBO's Carnival uh, from 2003 to 2005, 24 episodes. This was one of those things that it was so strange. And I used to laugh after each episode, I would get together with people that were watching the series and we're like, what happened? We're like, we don't know. Like you're waiting for the payoff because it was just so bizarre. Huh? Give us the laugh. How would you laugh? Go. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, we, we would uh, that was awful. We, we would we would talk about this show because it, it involved a uh, a depression era dust bowl type scenario where you had this carnival going on there, and so it had all the carnival you know characters in it. But there's one guy that had sort of these uh, healing powers. So it was sort of a, a, a fantasy, sort of, you know, magical realism kind of thing on there. And uh, parallel to that story was a preacher. And you could tell that it was sort of like good versus evil, light versus dark and all that. And you were just waiting for the payoff. You're like, all this craziness is going to make sense. And uh, instead, they canceled it after two two seasons. And everyone, everyone felt like, they had been cheated who had been watching this. Did either of you guys watch this? Yeah. You get invested in these things. And, and when that happens, you're like, wait, don't, you know, that I was emotionally connected to where this was headed and you just, you stopped me short, you know? So Daniel uh, Knopf, who was the creator of the show and all that literally had a six year plan for the series. And so they sort of approached him and said, Hey, do you want to sort of tell us where you're going? Because a lot of these guys do that 
whenever their shows get cut off, they're like, well, this is where I was planning to take it. He said, nope, he wanted nothing to do with that. So he was going to give away with what was going to happen. So truly, truly, we were we were left with uh, several yeah. several uh, plot lines just being unanswered. Well, wow. all right, George. Well, I've, I've got something similar uh, talking about how they had planned out things. Uh, this is the OA. Uh, this was a Netflix series uh, in 2016 to 2019. And similarly to what you're saying, it was planned by its creators to be a five-part story told in five seasons. But Netflix canceled the series after two seasons, leaving the show on this huge cliffhanger ending. Uh, Joseph, have you seen this? I, I know not to even ask Jim. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You saw the OA. First season was fantastic. Second season got a little weird, but right where it ends up. So the the story is uh, there's a lot of different stories happening simultaneously. But the main story, the plot of it, is a young woman named Prairie Johnson. She just appears after being missing for seven or eight years, and she's now calling herself the OA, and she has vision. She she can see. Despite when she was a child, she was blind before her, her disappearance. And there's not really a show like it. It, it was very intriguing, a, a good cast, strong acting. Uh, but again, it ended on this absolute mind blowing cliffhanger that I can't believe we'll, we'll never know. Uh, basically the final episode, two parallel dimensions merged together. And, and it's like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. And then that's that there's, there's no season three, four or five. So that is my number four. All right. OA. my number four is a show that was kind of floundering, but they ended up leaving everybody in a cliffhanger that kind of thought, okay, well, maybe they'll do something interesting with this. And I'm talking about Mork and Mindy. Their final season four was Mork. Uh, being attacked by an alien and then outing himself into the world saying that he is an alien. Everybody knows about Mork's secret. And then uh, to escape the alien, he goes into a time vortex where Mork and Mindy are trapped. And it ends up with a prehistoric cave where we see a cave drawing of Mork and Mindy on the side of the cave. We don't know what happened to them or their fate, or if they're in some sort of prehistoric world, they were, uh, scheduled to have a uh, season five, but it went up against 60 minutes. It was show was moved. As you remember, like it was going yeah. up against Archie bunker and then it went up against 60 minutes, which was the final death nail was canceled. Um, but it would have been interesting to see or to find out the fate of people that you spend four seasons with, uh, yeah. you know, to, so the series was thus interrupted and ended on a cliffhanger. So my number four is Mork and, and Mindy. And I, I remember that episode and, I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be good because Mork, the character of Mork actually originated in Happy Days, a show set in yeah. the 50s. Yeah. Right. And I thought, oh, now they're going to do time travel stuff. And that's how he's going to get to meet the Fonz and all that and Richie and all that. Uh, but we we don't know. We don't yeah. know what happened. I think they kind of yeah. went off track a little bit when uh, you kind of work with your heroes. And I'm work. Uh, I mean, Robin yeah. Williams loved Jonathan Winters. And when they brought the whole baby thing award, I think it just got out of, got out of director's hands. The stuff they were doing, they thought was funny. And then when they showed it to the public, it was like, this is just some sort of weird improv. <laughs> it's not really, yeah. <laughs> not really funny. So uh, 
that's my number four. Um, this is where it would be great if we had like a sound guy, you know, that had created a sound effect that would say series interrupt us. It'd be great if we had something like that. But are you uh, hating on Tom and Caitlin? I, I'm just saying. That's I'm just terrible saying. Joke. It's missing. I, I'm, I'm feeling like it's missing something. I think they we're are going to hear about show. it. From Let our, them do their job. Our audience, our audience is feeling it. Very, <laughs> okay. very silent. Let's move on oh. now to the look. Look how mad he is. John. God dang. <laughs> I would be mad too. You're called out. Um, so number, let's I, do a number three thing I on a cracker. I hope his mic doesn't go dead. <laughs> number three, throwing out a three, uh, thing on a cracker. And then we'll just go ahead and move on to the uh, intermission. What you got there, Joseph? Number three, peanut butter. All right, George. Number three, avocado. Really? Avocado, no explanation. Why, why, why are you surprised? What do you want? Or just, just a really. Okay. Uh, mine is, <laughs> mine is just plain cheese. So oh, I, really? Yeah. <laughs> really, any type of cheese. We are scraping the barrel here. Folks. <laughs> uh, that's, actually, that's actually my number one. <laughs> cheese is number one. There you go, Joseph. Number one, cheese. No, but like, like what kind of cheese? Because oh, we talked about it. What kind of cheese? That's, I mean, it's cheese. Oh, well, my number one Marty is Swiss. Uh, my, you know. my number one is a specific type of cheese. So I'm not going to give it away. Well, good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Any cheese is in. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and take an intermission break here. Caitlin presents cutting cardboard with scissors. Very nice. Go ahead. Yeah, that knife is being ruined. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the scissors, they're ruined. <laughs> That's some elementary school project going awry. Look at somebody with their teeth. <laughs> All 
All right. I think we're officially <laughs> oh. done with that uh, award-winning uh, entry into the intermissions. Uh, That's almost as exciting as cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, any kind of cheese, buddy. Any, any kind, kind of cheese is right. <laughs> Here, I'll put uh, an exclamation what? mark by <laughs> number three uh, series interrupt us, Joseph. Uh, another HBO entry uh, from me, uh, which is from 2004 to 2006, uh, Deadwood. Uh, to me, probably the best Western series ever created. It was great. Uh, it won 28 Emmys. It was popular and all that, but the reason why the show was stopped, canceled, uh, it had to do with uh, inner like office dynamics going on here because HBO, which is a division of of Warner Media, uh, basically they they co-produced this with Paramount, and the two divisions were sort of going head to head with, you know profits of how they were going to share the international profits and all that. And they let the contracts with the actors expire. And so by the time they came to some type of agreement, it was too late. The actors had gone off and done other stuff. So it was just sort of sad because uh, fans of this, I mean, you were completely loyal to it. It was so great. It was a wonderful series. Yeah. Yeah. It was so well done, but it just sort of stopped and they did bring back sort of this movie, this HBO movie of it, which was sort of fine. But again, it, it, it <laughs> movie of sorts. It was a movie of sorts. It was a movie of sorts. That's all I can say. It was a movie of sorts. It was a movie of sorts. It wasn't an actual film. It was a movie of sorts. <laughs> that, that's the it sorted things out here. in the film. It made some things make sense to the series, but had no relevance on anything else at all. It's like one one last cash grab. A uh, movie yeah. of sorts. <laughs> all, right. all right, George. What is your number three? It's hard to top a movie of sorts. Uh, uh, th- this is from the Fox, Fox Network, uh, two thousand nine to two thousand eleven lie to me and it kind of follows the structure of a procedural crime drama tim roth whom i love plays cal lightman who is the world's leading deception expert that he can study uh, like facial expressions and little involuntary body language to expose you know if somebody's telling the truth or not and he and his team they, you know, they'll work with law enforcement and government agencies to kind of determine, you know, uh, if somebody's lying and and it's actually inspired. There's a fellow by the name of Paul Ekman, uh, who this was based on, um, who I think he taught in, uh, San Francisco or something. Um, but, uh, who actually would advise police departments and anti-terrorism groups and stuff. But, um, they they kind of they're building to a point and then just because i've guess low ratings it's it's a fascinating uh series and the acting is good but then it kind of got a little soap opery and they just kind of the ratings went down and they they cut it loose before some of these long arcing uh storylines had a chance to really resolve so lie to me is right. my number 3 
My number three is from 2009 and sad this series was canceled because one of the actors in the series was so popular on another series that he left to be on that series instead, which ended up being Parks and Recreation. I'm talking about Adam Scott and the show called Party Down that were on two seasons, uh, 2009 to 2010. They're doing a revival of it too, but as we've said on this show already, sometimes these revivals just don't live up to the same. Actors are 12 years older. <laughs> you know, right. The great thing about this show, it was people in Hollywood, a waiting staff, a catering staff in Hollywood, all trying to be an actor, a comedian, a writer. So you had a washed up actor in uh, Jane Lynch, who was a B-movie actress. Oh, good. Yeah. And then you had Adam Scott, who was in a commercial. Uh, hey, are we having fun yet? That was his big uh, uh, <laughs> uh, line. And people would walk up to him and say, hey, you're that guy. <laughs> so can you say the line? <laughs> but each... Uh, each episode was an actual uh, uh, event. It was like, you know, the so-and-so reception, this, this thing, bunch of guest stars on it. Great show. Great camaraderie around the, the whole uh, ensemble cast. Hilarious characters like Ron Donald and the uh, uh, Ken Marino, who is trying to keep it all together, uh, trying to really take the catering thing seriously because he's an alcoholic and trying to turn his life around. And the other <laughs> people are just there to move on to the next acting job. So great ensemble series it just kind of ended with uh, season two. Jane Lynch uh, ended up getting married to a rich guy. So they end up catering her who was a former member of the staff. So just kind of edited. They had series. Uh, they had uh, season three ready to go, but uh, Adam Scott was too popular on parks and recreation. End up leaving yeah, to join I, that show. I read something recently. They're going to make a movie of sorts. Uh, uh, they're going to make a reunion show of sorts. I think only like five episodes. So no, I'm, I'm, I haven't read anything. No, no, but they that. are going to make a reunion. <laughs> they, show. They so. really are. They yeah, really of are. Sorts. It, of sorts. It, it's yes. going to be of sorts because like Jim <laughs> says, it's, it's way too late. It's way too late. Yeah. And the whole thing about this is I, I love this series. I, yeah. I felt like it was uh sort of very punk rock, you know, yeah. in it's, yeah. in it's sort of a cynicism, of things, you know, uh, Scott's uh, character is great as a protagonist because he's just so reluctant. He's like given up hope and all that, like Jim said, you know, on it. Uh, and it was so creative. And yeah, you just felt like it could have been more. It yeah. could have been so much more and we just cut off. So good, good choice. All right. Yeah. So number three for me, party down. So we'll move on now to the number two thing you put on a cracker, Joseph. Uh, I said cream cheese, jalapeno cream cheese, but cream cheese nonetheless. George. Peanut butter. All right. And <laughs> my number two is something that usually served in seafood restaurants with crackers that you might have everything. And I'm talking about a nice little ball of butter, classic butter on a cracker. When you're really hungry and no, and they're not waiting on you, <laughs> they don't, they acting like they don't see you because the restaurant is all full. Uh, you are absolutely you that, correct. <laughs> you have that butter and you start eating these crackers, like just these crackers that you would never eat at home, but you're so hungry <laughs> and no one's noticing you. It's, so, it's just something to do. Okay. Self-confession. This is the worst. Whenever I go to Papa Do's, uh-huh. And I eat all the bread. I'm waiting for them to bring out <laughs> more crackers. bread. I go to crackers. <laughs> so I'm there with you, man. <laughs> there you go. Ball of butter is my number two. All right. On out of number two, series interrupt us, Joseph. Okay. Another HBO. Uh, <laughs> this is a theme with me. Uh, from 2005 to 2007. 
fantastic show, critically acclaimed, fans loved it. I'm talking about Rome, uh, which is, you know, the the Roman Republic historical base series drama. Uh, this was great. The reason why it stopped and sort of cut off is because of the funding. They yeah. were spending $12 million per episode. Yeah, they were and like many movies. Yeah. They they were. I mean, the, the production value of these things, it was you were watching a movie a week, you know, original movie a week. And uh, in 2002, HBO got together with BBC and they agreed to co-produce it, committing like between 100 and 110 million dollars for the first uh, 12 episodes. Each episode was an hour long. Uh, the issue is that by the time they got to the second season, they're just like, we can't afford this regardless yeah. of how successful it is. So it just sort of ended and really without any type of fanfare, it wasn't, it, you know, like we're talking about cliffhangers and all that. It, there was none because they had planned to do this series for a couple of seasons, you know, like, like six or seven seasons. And it just sort of went, it just sort of went off. And, you know, I've gone back, I've watched the series at least two or three times because it really is good. But yeah, that, that last episode, you're just like, uh, and then what? It's almost like it ends with dot, 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 you know, uh, it's like, mm, that's it. So yeah, Rome. And, and the thing of it is with this, this is a, a great choice, Joseph. The thing of it is this is 2002. Uh, HBO. So this is way before HBO became a mainstay for experimental television and stuff. Uh, yeah, they had the Sopranos, uh, and they had some other heavy hitter shows, but this is way, way before game of Thrones where, you know, they, they could draw that audience and recoup that the, you know, the money spent on these things. If it were today and they made Rome, they wouldn't have any problem with this, but uh, I agree back in, in 2002, HBO was still kind of blossoming. I mean, they were established, but not where they could pull off this kind of a financial drag, you know, what do you think canceled. George? I mean, go ahead. Well, I was just say it got canceled because they had to make sure they kept Arliss on the air. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, geez. like, like that was like yeah. pre HBO, right? Like HBO <laughs> had different phases. Arliss was definitely a phase, you know, of it. Uh, first and 10, they had to make sure first and 10 stayed on the air. Making, uh, making sure they had hung. Remember hung? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, uh, George, what is your number two? Uh, so this, this show, it had a, a good run of, of four seasons. But it ended on a major cliffhanger, uh, and this is The Last Man on Earth. So this is uh, Will Forte, 66 episodes, and as the title suggests, Will Forte thinks he's the last man on Earth, only to find you know, more companions. People survived this uh, terrible pandemic. Uh, so this was before the pandemic. Um, but um, so... I think it's set like two years after a virus wiped out most of the human race. And he plays a character, Phil Miller, who goes around. And when he starts seeing people, uh, you know, here, you know, one here, one there a little bit, he realized, Oh, 
you know, I, I thought I wanted to be around people, but I remember why, you know, how I felt about people in the beginning. And while it wasn't a great, great show, it maintained its quirkiness, you know, throughout it, it had the, the feel to it in the fourth uh, and final season. It ends, like I said, on this dramatic cliffhanger where the main group that they've been around that, you know, they've kind of paired up with him. Uh, they're surrounded by survivors who were never exposed to the virus. And then that's it. The network dropped it. So we don't really get to see how that, you know, that interaction was going to take place and everything. So that is my number two, the last man on earth. So did you watch this one very much? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did too. I know. I'm just saying. No, I, I wait just, a minute. I, did you I watch just, your uh, selection, George? No. Uh, <laughs> the reason I why I say that, that is did you because really watch no, the but then, the, then you know what I'm talking about here. Whenever I say I watched this and every, I was always surprised they got picked up because I just felt like it was so goofy that surely, you know, no one else is enjoying this. Oh, uh, were tend, you I, enjoying it? I was. And that was well, the whole so thing. I. <laughs> well, I think there was two of us, right? Maybe. George, did you watch it? Did you watch it? That's the question. But but, but the thing about it is the way it ended, I was just, I, I thought, okay, it's going to be picked up again, surely on but this cliffhanger. To, his brother came back uh, from outer, Sudeikis came back from yes. outer space. Uh, he was an astronaut who wasn't exposed to the virus because he was on a space station. Uh, so, yeah, we, we had some unfinished territory to, to go. Um, Will Forte, I, I think it was like in 2015, he hinted that there was something, you know, a movie of sorts and play a, a movie of sorts is in the works. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, we got the sorts to look after then. Uh, <laughs> get, get your sorts ready. Uh, uh, but that, that was 2015. So, yeah. uh, and I, I've, I've wondered if because of the, subject matter if everybody got kind of virus pandemic out that's uh, true where it's like uh, this is a little too close to home uh maybe that affected it or something but still you know finish finish your storyline but uh yep. that is number two for me all right my number two also is the greatest television show of all time i'm talking wait, wait, about have you seen this Oh, yes, I've seen it. Okay. I watched every oh, episode God. numerous times. I'm talking about Gilligan's Island, which was supposed to have a fourth season, but CBS, uh, the head of CBS, really liked Gunsmoke. And at the last minute, they decided to renew Gunsmoke and drop Gilligan's Island. So we had, had the no right closure. Choice. They were still on the island. We had to wait till 1978 when NBC did a TV movie called Rest from Gilligan's Island. And the, the sad thing about it is they didn't have the real ginger. Ginger didn't take part in it. So it wasn't even kind of like a real Gilligan's Island thing. Of course, Gilligan in the 80s, like George mentioned, uh, did the whole Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island before Martin Landau had his uh, acting resurgence. He was actually on the Gilligan's Island uh, with the Harlem Globetrotters. But uh, it would have been nice to see another season and actually see at the time of all of them actually get off the island and have some closure there, but uh, didn't happen. Gunsmoke won, CBS won. So the greatest television show of all time was Gunsmoke. canceled after oh. three seasons. Uh, so there you go. My number two is Gilligan's Island. Hey, you yeah, and the but, uh, fictional aliens of uh, Galaxy Quest 
consider it to be a tragedy. Those poor people left yeah, on an it island. Is a tragedy. <laughs> they never got off the island. You know, like uh, what Arsenio Hall says in Coming to America, help Gilligan get off the island. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I, but I like they the, say, how many people can accidentally visit this island and then leave and never tell anybody, never tell anybody way, about them? By the yeah. way, if you do a three hour tour on a boat, you're not that far out. Hey, they're, they're far enough out, I guess, you know, why do, why do you need so much luggage? <laughs> That's true. Three hours. The house, the house were rich. They, you why, know, why what, three hour tour? Why, why are you taking house, any luggage at all? <laughs> why would the house, what is the backstory where the house, these millionaires or billionaires, uh, are on this little tiny boat. They just want to go a three hour tour. That's the, it's all sex of civilization. So there you go. Rich, Maybe. poor, dumb, smart. <laughs> why haven't we figured Beautiful. out the technology, the coconut technology of the professor? Oh, why haven't we right. figured that one out yet? <laughs> but anyways, the amazing Gilligan's Island at number two on my list <laughs> on now to number one thing you put on a cracker, Joseph. Okay. Number one, specifically. Okay. Invented in 1965, originally called snack mate. Uh, before 1984, changing hands from uh, Nabisco over to Kraft, where it was renamed Easy Cheese. I'm talking about spray cheese. That's right. Spray cheese is my number one pick for what you put on a cracker. Why? Because you have a can and you just squirt it on there. And if you run out of crackers, you just put the nozzle in your mouth and you suck on it. <laughs> so there you go. Spray cheese. Spray cheese. George, what is your number one? Not, nothing like aerosol and cheese. You know, that's uh, <laughs> uh, my, my number one uh, was any kind of cheese. Yes, that's a very good one. Very good. Guy. Yeah. My number one is liverwurst, sometimes known as pate, sometimes known as Braunschweiger. Braunschweiger apparently is a smoked liverwurst, but uh, very popular in Austria, Bulgaria, Czech Republic. You know, my half of my heritage there. So I do love the... Uh, liverwurst pate spread onto a cracker they're also on a sandwich too so my number one liverwurst wait have you ever eaten this yes i have <laughs> god now now uh george's avocado starts to sound better <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had liverwurst yummy it's good stuff really the fact good stuff, especially it's worst with with, with them with and the, it has uh, liver uh, i mean you know you go to a worst fest you have sausages you know it's it's a german thing like i said it's an austrian thing it's uh, it's good stuff so spread it on the cracker don't don't knock it you tried it uh number one series interruptus joseph uh, i've talked about this show several times already but uh it was something that just frustrated me uh only 18 episodes one season and while the writers uh, did try to make a conclusion, all that, you just felt cheated. I'm talking about the classic Freaks and Geeks. Uh, this, was, this was a show that was, just broke so many barriers uh, on what good television could be. And basically, it came down to a TV exec that uh, really just didn't get it. He didn't get it. And while it wasn't super popular, there was definitely a cult base, you know, yeah. you know, watching this show, Apatow. I'm talking about, you know, Judd Apatow's 1980s homage to, you know, the high school antics of what goes on with two different groups, you know, the the freaks, which were the the teenagers that sort of smoked in the back of the hallways or whatever. 
uh, never really fit in. And then you had the geeks, the nerds that, in all honesty, I think I've talked about this before. The opening episode, whenever they uh, the <laughs> they're talking about the jerk and they're saying the lines there, yeah, it was it's such a surreal moment because Jim and I had those exact conversations, and I was like, "Oh my god!" We someone wrote them into a script that we had before. For yeah, we we <laughs> we had we had we had a script called Eighth Grade, and we had scenes that we had written before this came out there, and we we're just like. It was, it was sort of amazing. So, I mean, it had, you know, James uh, Franco in it. It had Seth Rogen. Uh, and all of them have gone on to do, you know, great things and all that. But this one executive was basically just honing in on the idea of, like, you got to give, you got to give the characters a win because uh, they can't lose all the time. And Apatow's response was, no, that's not, you're, yeah, it's the, not real he, life. That's not real life in, in public school. This guy, this exact, you know, uh, went to private school and all that. And then he's like, you've never been in public school because this is what most people experience in public school, you know, is just loss after loss kind of thing. So uh, they end up dropping it. And it was really sort of sad because the show ends with uh, Lainey, the, the older sister, uh, of uh, the care of one of the characters, uh, she ends up going to Grateful Dead tour. She sort of gets on Grateful Dead, but it just felt like God. There's so much more to say about this, uh, and I think you know it's just built in popularity. Once it got on Netflix, you know people started discovering it who had not seen the original stuff, and now you know it's considered to be like one of the best television shows ever. So there you go, there freaks you go. and geeks. George. How would you feel if they had a movie of sorts? Like <laughs> everybody's too old awful. now. Yeah, It'd but the, no, so that's, that's what will make it perfect. Yes, you know, they play the teenagers, but you yes, know, age age like they did with the Wet Hot American Summer. They play the teenagers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, George, you're number one. Still going to be Firefly. All right, my brown coats. My number one is the show that kind of set itself up to have a cliffhanger. Uh, it was had still great ratings going into season four, which they actually had ready to roll, but pressure from the moral majority and its content for 1977 through 1981 always had people trying to cancel the show. And they finally got their wish at the end of season three. And I'm talking about soap. I got it ended, right there with ended so many uh, ended with so many cliffhangers uh, on this. Um, Mary has a half alien baby. She's dealing with the <laughs> Billy Crystal character. Jody has re been hypnotized and regressed into an old Jewish man. And the final scene of the series, uh, Jessica is caught in some foreign country in intrigue. And she's uh, set before a firing squad. And the final scene of, of the last season is you hear the gunshot and you see uh, Catherine Hellman, Jessica flinch. Uh, and that is the end of soap. There is no, um, kind of closure there which was like for a big fan of the show which it, you know we love i think joseph and i both will tell you we loved bert and danny oh my God, uh, that was so good. why we watched um but for a big fan of the show for it to never come back it was kind of really kind of disappointing i still watch it to this day when it's on it's got some great stuff in it but uh nope Didn't it would get the the dvds yeah, the DVDs are out yeah. there. Yeah. So, I mean, good stuff, but never got that closure. Now, they did have a little bit of closure in Benson, which was the right. spinoff 
which nobody watched Benson, but apparently Benson got a call saying Jessica was okay in the country she was in and she was in a coma. It was like a, it, I thought it was on a TV. I thought he saw like a TV uh, broadcast or something like yeah. uh, American Woman Rescued or whatever. And like yeah. for all the soap fans out there, we're like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> yeah. So but, it was, it's kind of like, you know, both are Susan Harris shows. And, you know, I could see the tie in and people being, you know, shocked by Jessica's death, who faced death a bunch of times during the show. But uh, that whole Benson thing, like I said, I didn't watch Benson. Uh, well, it, it was, was a different, it yeah. was, it was a different character. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a spinoff, but it was like you had Soap Benson, who was wisecracking. Yes, he was yeah. sort of surly, and then you had like like Feel Good, you know, Feel Benson good. that that was like a Benson family show. show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you. This is a great one, Ashley. I was actually thinking about putting on there. It's a definitely honorable mention because yes. you're right. So many, so many cliffhangers. So yeah, many cliffhangers. honorable mentions. I just had one, which was the Brady Bunch, which is supposed to go to another season. I just want to see the antics of cousin Oliver uh, in season two for oh. him. <laughs> uh, death child, death child. Bring it up every time, man. Like apparently Robert we, Reed, there was going to be another season, but Robert Reed left when the episode with the orange hair, if you remember that, the hair, tonic, it was, it, well, that was, that was the final episode that he refused to be in. He's like, he's, he, yeah. So they never got him back. So instead of having kind of crazy, uh, fake dads like the Goldbergs, how they handle the dad situation was just terrible yeah. with these kind of CGI stuff. They just kind of said, let's, let's end this thing, you know, which is good. Yeah. So there you go. So we're done with our list. Where do you want to go? Cracker toppings first, since we were, uh, I, I say we go with cracker toppings because we have four no. out of the five yeah, or so less. There's got- a, th- is there, is there a, I'm sorry segment to this week or yes, there is actually. Oh. All right. Okay, this one comes in from Meadow S. I'm wondering if they're a fan of The Sopranos. Uh, but Meadow, uh, Meadow really gets on to me specifically. Really? Like she calls me out more than anyone. And she's talking about our scented like can- candles episode where she says that wasn't an omission of a particular scent, but it was Joe's omission of describing what the scents were and to say things like, Everything smells like vanilla makes me wonder, Joseph, if you have COVID and can't smell <laughs> things. <laughs> what? What? Wow. Why is Cross your sense I mean, of smell. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Well, Meadow, I guess I'm sorry and I suck. But uh, well, that's like Dewey Cox. <laughs> Can you smell it? No, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh wow yeah that was that, that I, I have to take that one personal guys yes, I mean, she calls yeah, just me a out. little bit <laughs> oh, be, the more, be a little bit more descriptive next time which, which is worse <laughs> saying that you might have covid or that you don't have covid but you respond like you do you know wow all right so let's move on to cracker toppings hummus right. cream cheese peanut so butter let's get to work, guys. cheese are in so there you go so what we have to choose from avocado, brie cheese, summer sausage, ball o butter, <laughs> uh, spray cheese, and liverwurst. Liverwurst, I tell you, that's the I, only. I'm meat. going for butter, Jim. I'm sorry. I'm summer going for sausage. Year. Summer that's sausage five. too. Butter. That, that's our I, five. I, I do like ball of butter. That was my selection too. So ball of butter. When you're All starving right. in the restaurant, and they don't pay attention to you. There's always crackers and ball of butter. I'm telling you. <laughs> so here we go for series that uh, ended too soon. 
We've got Quantum Leap, the OA, Lie to Me, The Last Man on Earth, News Radio, Carnival, Mork and Mindy, Deadwood, Party Down, Rome, Gilligan's Islands, Freaks and Geeks, and Soap. The only one that we agreed on, Joseph and I agreed I on, agree on Fly. Well, you, you don't agree do sci-fi. Crap. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> from left field, hostility from Jim. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I'm, I should be happy. Ball of butter made it in. I'm sorry, guys. I, I kind of lost it. I kind of lost it. Sorry. Maybe I'm hungry. Maybe I so, need some crackers and a ball of butter. We. This has been a long time since we we had to fill the canister with four. We had to come up with four entries here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, but you know what? I'm glad all these shows were mentioned because, in all honesty. There's not a week went on here. You know, I think, I think all these Island. are good. Gillingham's Island. Wouldn't you love to see another episode, another series? Yeah, I wouldn't just die for another season of that. That'd been awesome. Incredible. <laughs> you With will, the original you will cast? die for it. Maybe we can work something out. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, maybe they'll I, make a movie of sorts. <laughs> okay. So they did make so, three movies of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really, uh, like the uh the the soap one i gotta say because okay, let's do that so so uh, and i and i will say for carnival because they never get anywhere because you but you feel the momentum that you're moving but right. they never arrive to the destination and i think that's one of the worst ones of that because without any kind of closure none of it is any good uh, yeah. I mean, it is, it's filmed well, it's, it's, it's great actually, but without that, what were we watching? What was the story? I, I, you know, I only saw a little bit of it, but I heard it was very aimless. You know, it was like, well, it, it was sort of that way, but you know what, Jim, you know how you, you sort of talk about uh better call Saul. Yeah. And it how took you have time to have with patience stuff. with and I think that's what this one was. And everyone felt like there was enough there to where it's like, what's going on? I'm not yeah. sure, but I know it's kind of, something's coming. Something's it would, it would keep you. It would keep you hooked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, you know, God, now it's getting hard. Now yeah. it's going to get hard because, uh, uh, I do like I, I I like Quantum Leap. I gotta be honest with you. I like the Quantum Leap. Yeah, I did like Quantum Leap. That was good. I, I he, never, he never made it. The whole never, show was about him making it to his final destination and coming back with his wife. And that, and it's almost to your your thing, George, about how like a lot of these shows, like I mentioned mine, they were like one or two seasons. Quantum Leap wasn't, and yeah. so for them not to end it that way. It was like, oh my gosh, are you, yeah. like, are you what? kidding me? Like I'm invested. I invested like five years of my life into this show. The, only, the only thing I, uh, only issue I have with, with freaks and geeks is that's kind of almost like a, an ending ending her getting on a bus for, for it is the like grateful, I said, they, the grateful dead. I mean, that's kind of like, okay, she's going to do this for the next years of her life. We don't really have to follow her for this. That I, era of her I, life I would is agree over. with you on that. That's why yeah. I'm not going to fight for it because I would agree with you is that they did. They knew that they were being canceled. So they, they literally rewrote the script because they wanted to give it some type of ending. They knew they weren't being picked up. Now to so be stuck I, on I an Island. I mean, that is the, <laughs> the biggest cliffhanger of all time. 
on the greatest <laughs> show of all time. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty big. I just, we, I think everyone was hoping that we could see like the skipper finally kill Gilligan <laughs> because they realized that, you know, just get rid of this idiot <laughs> and we'd be off this island two episodes, two, two seasons ago. I want to see the file on the, I want to see on the planned season four, what those episodes were. I wonder if they use those for Gilligan's planet or whatever that, that cartoon show or whatever. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it did get there. Uh, Space nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let, let's play in quantum leap. If that's okay with you guys, are you, are you okay with that, Jim? I'm okay with that. Yeah. That, yeah. I, uh, I, and I'm going to make a pitch for uh, Mork and Mindy. Cause that yeah, one was boy. so radical. Uh, so that's it. They, they die in prehistoric times. They don't get back what, you know, what's going yeah. on. Well, yeah, if you can remember too, like that particular season was somewhat dark because Mark was having marital problems with Mindy. Yeah. yeah with they it. did he some was, sort of weird kind of wizard of Oz thing. I don't know. They went like in this kind of floop de loop land of all these kinds of, you know, I'm talking about George. There was like an episode was all colorful and they went in slow motion. It was very bizarre. I don't remember that. I and think they, kind of they played the yes music in the background. Oh, okay. no, 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 I'm joking. Then they played the yes <laughs> music. But they, they, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a very floop de loop show. It was really, really weird. You know what was good too is that they didn't have a movie of sorts about Mark and Mindy. Uh, so. <laughs> there we go. We we're gonna award it just for that. So here's what we end up with: Quantum Leap, Firefly, Carnival, Mork and Mindy, and what is going on with soap? So that is our our five, and of course hummus, cream cheese, peanut butter, any kind of cheese. And ball of butter for our cracker toppings. So that's I love uh, any kind of cheese. That's awesome. Any kind of cheese. <laughs> any kind of cheese. So that's it, boys. Uh that's a good that's a good uh show there. That's I, a think good show. So. I think it was called good Mork and Never Never Land. It was just a weird anyway. Anyways, okay. That's a good it is a good show. So crispy robots.com is where you need to go for all information about our shows and also our albums review and the merchandise is Here, still Joseph, sitting give me, give me on a dusty shelf so okay. make sure you go there so uh, i believe it's now time for the ceremony of uh putting this in the capsule shooting it up and then digging it in the ground so are we ready i'm using my my uh butter knife hands here to help <laughs> <laughs> that are for use for your ball of butter and can dig too very nice all right george you go ahead and uh do an ending of sorts for us uh, today I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Remember, there's always all the butter. See, that didn't is have an there. ending. There's a cliffhanger yeah, right there. That's the cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, is there a cliffhanger? <laughs>